0: and we can understand those things we need to this whole song we were just singing talks about i know not how i know not this i don't there's a lot of things we don't understand about what god did because he's god but there are certain things that we know for sure there's a quartet song that i've been listening to um, and the chorus the bass starts singing i can tell you about the time and i could take you to the place where I'm at the Lord, but I cannot tell you how and I cannot tell you why Amen, it's just a what amazing blessing the things that we can understand from God. I know who I believe and I'm persuaded but Matthew chapter 7 page 2 of what we've the Lord's already been working on with us this morning Jesus He's finishing his Sermon on the Mount. And he is, we looked last week at the golden rule. And then Jesus gets into some warnings. And that's where we're continuing this morning. So Jesus began the Sermon on the Mount with, Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Okay, he's given us blessings. Well, he ends this instructive passage that we've looked at For the last couple of months, as Jesus has been reminding us that the Pharisees and their righteousness didn't get it right, that they were missing a lot of what God wanted, and he ends up with some warnings. And so last week, kind of waiting, okay, Uh, more warnings, all right, so we'll go right into review from last time, okay, we have... Number one, this is the last chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Another very well-known passage that can be taken out of context if we're not careful. We talked about this, probably one of the most famous passages in Christianity. Most churches have at least some sort of understanding about the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, Uh, We talked last week about the Golden Rule, and we talked about the differences, that a lot of religious groups have the Golden Rule, but Jesus took it a different direction. And it's amazing to me, as Jesus establishes this from the very beginning, that most religions twist it and say, if there's something you don't like, don't do it to somebody else, remember? That was the tone of almost all of them that have this thought. Jesus says, listen, those things that you would have done unto you, do that to somebody else. It's not based on negative. Well, if you don't like it, don't do it to somebody else. Jesus says it just the opposite. The things that you want done to you, do to others. And we talked about this, that the law and the prophets is what Jesus was basing it on. And basically, his instructions were, love your neighbor. Amen? He said the important commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The key is love. So when a lot of other religions says, don't do that to somebody else because you wouldn't want it done to you, Jesus says just the opposite. Love them because that's what God did for you. And that's how you and I are able to do it. I hope you did a little commercial on the side here in the introduction. How can we go out and love the folks around us and share the gospel message of Christ with some people that aren't so lovable? Because when each and every one of us look inside our hearts, we know how really unlovable we are and God reached out to us when we didn't deserve it and that's Jesus's point of the whole golden rule and remember we talked about it's not a way to approach God the only way you can accomplish the golden rule is by being a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ people think if i keep the golden rule then i'll be okay with God God's saying no you get okay with with me and then you can do the golden rule because One of the very, very popular verses that I've been using over and over is without faith, it is impossible to please God. Unless you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and understand that precious relationship, you can't please him. And right now, there are hundreds of thousands of people in buildings all across this world who think they're pleasing God, but do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not have the grace of Jesus, uh, God put upon you because of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot please him. And so same thing with the golden rule. Well, I keep the golden rule, but it's good for you. Do you know Jesus? Who? You're out of luck. So Jesus ends that. Then he goes into the warning, and we looked at this last week. The first warning was, there we go. Begins with the warnings, and again, Jesus gives a couple. Last week, we looked at the first one. So go to the next. There we go. Okay, the first one is talking about the straight gate. Remember, he said, Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, and few are there that find it. Broad is the way, okay, that leadeth to destruction, and many find that. And we talked about the fact that our country, even though I have find it interesting with the way people vote and the way things are going in some of the cultures, that 75% of our country still claim to be Christian. Kind of backwards if Jesus said, few find the street, but more than a majority of our country say they found it. I wonder if they're actually on it or not that was one of the warnings. And we talked about the fact that the whole Old Testament talked about there was a way. There's a way that God prepared. A good way and an evil way. And God then confirms that with Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's the first warning. This morning, second warning. We dealt and Dan said an amazing thing to end Sunday school and I want to put that out there because it's on the same vein as the lord jesus is talking this church is not a safe place okay this church is not a safe place it is a place that we continuously as god's people have to have our guard up and that's what we just read in second timothy you can go back and read it go get the recording off the of thing it was great it'll be part one to this part two is that we need to keep hold fast sound words that's where jesus is bringing us in the same thought here in matthew chapter 7 let's look please if you would to verse 15 all that time i said all that just so you'd be able to turn to matthew chapter 7 okay i hope you made it all right verse 15 Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth uh, not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Father, thank you for the time we could be here this morning. Lord, thank you for the songs of praise, the testimonies, the fellowship we've already had, here in your house father thank you for the opening of your word in sunday school lord you had laid upon dan's heart things to share with us that paul had instructed timothy and lord amazing to me again how you fit these things together in your plan because father the lord jesus here is giving the same warnings about keeping that which is precious the sound words and that there are those who will come in and they'll not keep it And so, Father, I just pray you give us some understanding this morning. Remind ourselves that we have a duty. Hold fast. Put a guard around the truth, the gospel, what is important. Father, uh, we can't just come here casually to our church and just float through. Lord, we need to be diligent. We need to be watchful. Father, so please help us to take these warnings. You're doubling down on it this morning. So it must be something that you have that's important for us today. Father, be with my mind, be with my words. Father, I am not a prophet. Never claimed to be. We take the word of God and we share what you have taught us. So with that in mind, Lord, use your Holy Spirit to guide each one of us where we need to be. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jesus gives us a real clear warning. He said, there will be false prophets that come in amongst you. Okay, And we gotta be careful. That is a very, very stern warning. He doesn't say, hey, careful, once in a while one might trickle in. Okay, Now maybe, just maybe, uh, we don't have to necessarily take it uh, personally that, oh, through the front door, here they come. But he's talking about in our faith and how we hold to our Christian beliefs that there will be those who come in with ulterior motives. And it's important that we understand what our position is on this. So again, I'm page two. This kind of is flip-flopped a little. We're going to talk about the warning about the false prophets coming today. If you wanted the answer to the false prophets coming, go back to Sunday school. Because 2 Timothy, uh, uh, Timothy chapter 1 Right around, uh, uh, what, 18, 19, or or 15 through 18? I think that's exactly about where we were. Gives us. God says, listen, keep. Hold fast. We have a job to do. Jesus is warning us, it's inevitable. You're going to see it happen. So we better beware. So keep going. Oh, Oh, wait, did I read that verse? Oh, yeah, that was, okay, keep going. Warning about false prophets. We just read it. Jesus teaches us the unknown by the known and i like that phrase you know how many times jesus or god's word through the authors there use things in this world that we know to teach us things that we can't understand he uses sheep he uses bees he uses trees already in this passage we're looking at sheep and trees we're talking about fruit okay god who is an amazing creator Designed this entire universe to help you and I understand who he is and what his plan is So he created sheep a certain way so we can use them as an example He created ants he created bees he created mountains and trees and leaves and water And blood and all the things in this world around us so that he could use them to help you and I understand That's why I talk about the Bible is an amazing picture book Because he continually uses things that we know as human beings to talk about things we don't necessarily know in the spiritual realm. We talk about Jesus being the Lamb of God, and we said this on Wednesday night, that doesn't mean he's walking around on four legs with a woolly coat and bleeding everywhere. Bleating everywhere. God uses things that we know, and he does that right here with us. He said, there will come in those who have on sheep's clothing, All right. Now keep that in mind. Uh, Shepherds would wear sheepskins from their own flock. Okay, not necessarily for the purpose, but you know what? If the flock is used to who did I hear? I heard Jim talking. I got big ears. So Jim, uh, hi Jim. Just as a note on Jim, we have uh, dealt with Jim from the pulpit many times because Jim has an egg addiction. We tease them about that all the time. Well, Jim at Men's Prayer Breakfast today says, you know what? I haven't had eggs since last month when we were at Men's Prayer Breakfast. And I said, that's exactly what an addict would say. So right back at, you know. But we, we have a good time about it. But Jim was talking this morning about recognizing a smell, that your animals recognize a smell. Okay, and so many times, shepherds... When they wore the sheepskins from their own sheep, the sheep would be very comfortable with that because they under—they smell their flock. It's they smell just like everybody else. Okay, Um, and I find it interesting. You ever hear somebody say, "This doesn't pass the smell test." Come on, something stinks around here. Okay, God's using this imagery. I'm telling you, He uses the things we know to picture the things He wants us to understand so what he says is be careful sometimes will come people come in and they're pretending to be somebody that belongs and they'll go through every effort to pass the smell test okay and there's there's a history in this you can look up to Aesop's fables and things like this about wearing wolves wearing sheep's clothing Jesus is being very careful here To put this in a way that we'll understand that there will be those who come in that are not here For God's glory and not here for the benefit of God's people They're here for some other reason And he warns us and says there are false prophets that will come in and they'll be wearing sheep's clothing They they might seem like they fit in But you need to be on guard you need to be careful and that's why it's so very important what we looked at at first second timothy this morning about holding fast to those sound words keeping putting an armed guard around those things that we know are true let's look at a couple verses jesus this is a pretty regular thought in god's word about how many of us we know we're we're the flock of god right and God compares us to sheep quite often, doesn't he? This is a very familiar image that God's using with us. Okay, False prophets will ooh, go back, sneak in. They may look like they belong. They may sound like they belong. But inside, they're only trying to take care of themselves. When you look at the way the Greek language is, ravenous wolves means they're just there to devour it for their own good. And man, we just talked about this this morning too, that there are many religious television shows out there but you know how many of them are in it for their own profit god told me that i need to raise 10 million dollars by this or i'm gonna die you need to send me money okay or you know we'll pray for healing for you if you write us a check for 79.99 and with that you'll get a copy of the preacher's next book Come on, you with me? That There are so many out there in the name of Jesus who are just trying to get what they can get out of it. God says be careful. they are ravenous wolves all around. They may look. They may try to pass the smell test. But be alert. Be aware. Okay, keep going. Jesus uses this illustration in other places. In John chapter 10, we looked at this last week, told you we'd be back here. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. But he that is a hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own sheep they are not, seeth a wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catches them, and scatters the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. And as the Father knoweth me, even so... Know I the Father, and lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus loves this illustration. He is the good shepherd. And we talk, if you read back earlier in some of these verses, this is where he says, I am the door of the sheep. Okay, you want to enter, you got to enter by Jesus, because he's the good shepherd. Jesus loves this. Keep going, Paul liked it too. Paul uses the same picture in Acts. Take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter among you, not sparing the flock. Paul says, you know what? I've seen it, and when I'm gone, be careful, because wolves will be at the door. He needs to be reminded us. We need to be reminded us. And guys, I know many of you aren't carrying one of these things. A dumb phone, I mean a smartphone. I got to make sure I say it right because actually, I don't know, here's a commercial for you. They're actually making dumb phones again. Flip phones. We talked about this on Wednesday night. Because so many people are done with all the garbage you get on these that they just want a phone that you can open up and call and send a text. There, Joyce has got one. Okay? They don't want to see what's on YouTube or TikTok or whatever ridiculous thing that it's called now, X, or whatever. They just want something they can have in their pocket to make a phone call. But I'll tell you what, guys, and this is a reality, and we need to be so careful about this. There is so much information on this phone that teases around Christianity that isn't true. That's not doctrinally sound. And you can get hundreds of thousands, millions of input from people who are ravenous wolves that are not sticking with the truth of God's word. Please be careful. And this is why we talked about uh, downstairs and Dan hit these things again this morning. Go listen to it. Okay, There are three things that God has given us in our lives to keep us straight three things anybody can name a couple of them okay dan said it this morning three things that god has given us to help us to walk the straight and narrow here's number one holy spirit's number two there's one more this is the one that people don't necessarily hold to because if they did the pews would be full the local church god has given us church families so to keep us on, because Dan, and I don't want to steal his thunder, but get here and listen when he gets to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. The things that thou have heard of me commit to faithful men that they may be able to teach others also. You know how we stay safe and don't let the ravenous wolves come in and that we hold fast to sound doctrine? It's because we, God's family, pass on the truth and seriously keep each other in check. God gives us his word, gives us the Holy Spirit to understand his word and gives us one another as accountability partners so we don't walk off path. And people have this idea, oh well I'm a Christian, I got God's word, I can pray and I'll just do my own thing all apart. We wonder why people are all over the planet when it comes to Christianity. Because he's commanded this church and every other body of Christ to hold fast and Paul, man, is going through with Timothy saying, listen, I'm about to leave this earth. I want to give you stuff that you need to hold on to. This is important. Now, on a side note, are you giving those same kind of things to people you know? We stand up here in the pulpit and we have opportunities to speak in front of our church here at Bethel. Bethel. And we're reminding one another to hold fast to the doctrines that you're taught here. Are you reminding the people in your lives the same thing? Because it's not just a job for me. It's not just a job for Dan or Jake or any other person who considers himself a leader at this church. Every single believer is supposed to be passing on to the next group. Hold fast. Don't let these things slip by because there is millions and millions of garbagey teachings out there about christianity and christ and jesus is warning saying they're coming they're coming paul's warning when i when i depart i know grievous wolves will be coming in you got to be so set on what you believe and so i love to hear when you guys say we're getting together we're bible studies going on to to the word together hallelujah because we, we need to be careful that we're passing on the sound words. Jesus warns us carefully. Okay, keep going. Jesus is the prophet. Now, why am I going there? What it says here in verse 15. Verse 15 starts out with, Beware of false prophets. There will be false prophets. Remember, we have one who is called the prophet. Okay, look here, it says in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 18, 18. I will raise up a prophet, capital P, from among their brethren, like unto thee, talking to Moses, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. This is the prophecy about Jesus Christ, the prophet prophet of god coming keep going acts how do we know that this is jesus and not speaking about any other prophet the book of acts reminds us this right verse 20 says he shall send jesus christ which before was preached unto you for moses truly said unto the fathers a prophet shall the lord your god raise up unto you uh, uh, of your brethren like unto me Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever I shall say unto you. God made a prophecy. There will be a prophet coming. And Acts, we're reminded exactly who this prophet is. It's Jesus. So, here's the thing. False prophets are going to come in. The prophet is Christ. So, kind of reminds us and we're going to look at this the bible makes it pretty clear if you're going to judge whether somebody's a false prophet you got to compare them to the prophet okay god's word is clear about that god's word is very clear so how do you and i judge whether or not somebody is worth listening to when it comes to their religious opinion okay i hate to say that even their religious opinion because it ain't opinion Okay, keep going. Back in Deuteronomy, same chapter, God gives us a couple of clues. But the prophet, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Now, I'll tell you one thing. If this rule was still in the works, we'd be executing preachers left and right in this world. Because the key to this, how you know a person is a true prophet, not a false prophet, they speak the words of God. That's what it says. If he's not going to speak the words that I shall give unto him, So how do you and I judge whether or not somebody is a true prophet? Number one, right here by this book. Now this is crazy, and I can spend a lot of time, guys, right now, talking about how in Christianity we are allowing so much sinful garbage to come into the church because we've turned away from this book. What God has called wrong, we're now calling right. And we're doing it in the name of love. Well, God wouldn't want to offend anyone. God is a God of love, so that means God accepts everything. Garbage. And I just wanted to scream that, but I know I don't want to freak anybody out. It's malarkey. It's trash. God's word is our standard it is eternal, it is a final authority, and it doesn't change. But people today, in Christianity, oh, that's acceptable now, because you know, we need to love one another. And so I love you no matter what you are doing. Said this many times, I'll keep saying it, a good parent isn't a good parent because they allow their children to do whatever they want oh, look, there's Johnny and his friend running out to the garage with gasoline and matches. Well, I wouldn't want to tell them no. They might be offended. I wouldn't tell them don't do that because I might squelch them in their, how they want to feel and how they, what they want to do. No, you say, bring that back here. What's wrong with you? We don't play with those things. We don't do that. That's dangerous. But in our world today, Christianity is allowing those thoughts to come in that we shouldn't tell people that their behavior is wrong. Well, if the Bible says it, last time I checked, speak words in my name which I have not commanded. We speak words that he has commanded. Now, what are we talking about? Please, I know this is heavy, but Jesus is laying this out. We're talking about warnings. He said, there will be ravenous wolves that come in and pretend to be a Christian person that should be listened to. And God's saying, if they don't speak the words which I've given them, don't listen to them. Matter of fact, that verse tells me, kill them. Thank the Lord we're not in the Old Testament anymore. Because there's probably times in my life I might have misinterpreted God's word and I had to learn better. But We need to be cherishing, keeping, holding fast to the sound words that God has given us. Keep going. Another thing. When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord... If the thing that followed, uh, if the thing followed not, nor come to pass, then that thing which the Lord, uh, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but that prophet has spoken presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. The other part of this, God says, you know what, if somebody goes ahead and says, gives you a prophecy, and that prophecy doesn't come true, then they're not a prophet. And there's so many people, oh, you know what, uh, what uh, Da Vinci said in the Da Vinci Code. Well, you know what? If Da Vinci wasn't right 100% of the time, then Da Vinci is not worth listening to. Come on, you know how many prophets out there make predictions? How many people on television have made predictions about what God says he's going to do, when he says he's going to do it, and they were wrong? The Bible is clear. If you are not 100% correct, then you're not worth listening to. It's got to be the Word of God 100%. Why? Because ravenous wolves are at the door. This is not a place where you can just come in and go, okay, teach me something today. This is every one of us putting on the armor of God and knowing how to handle our sword. And we prayed this downstairs. I am thankful. That we have a church where people are looking at God's word and making sure that when we talk about this together We're right on the straight and narrow Guys Wednesday night. We were studying Revelation. We've been studying the prophecies in Daniel We've been studying all those things and going guys. Are you reading the same verse? I'm reading Are you seeing the same thing God has said here because I don't take me as an authority? God's word and this is why I prayed when I started I am not a prophet Dan is not a prophet. Jake is not. A, we don't stand up here and tell you things that we think so that you'll listen to us. We tell you what God's word has said so that you'll listen to him. That's the key. If not, wolves could trickle in in sheep's clothing, and we need to beware. Now, keep going. There are false prophets that are easy to see. You can turn on the radio, turn on the TV, look on your smartphone or your computer, and you can tell pretty quickly that these people are out there and they are so far away from God's truth. Those ones are easy to pick out. But you know what? They're not the ones that are hiding in sheep's clothing. There are others that we may not notice unless we're watchful. I've said this before for you Wednesday night folks. Be careful when you say well that person is just so spiritual why do I say that flip with me if you would not in the, on the board but, uh, or just listen I'll try to read this as carefully as I can First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 beloved believe not every spirit but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And there's more teaching there in that passage about Jesus Christ and their relationship and their preaching about him. But did you hear what that said? Oh, they're just so spiritual. What spirit? Because God says, try the spirits, plural. That means there's many spirits that are gone out into this world. So if you say, oh, I just love listening to them, they're such a spiritual person. You know, right down the street from us, we got a spiritual person who has opened a shop in Keene who wants to read your aura and look at the dark side to find out your light side. Palm reading tarot cards, Ouija boards. Guys, there are many spirits in this world you and i need to try the spirits why cuz some of them are wolves in sheep's clothing you with me what well, if you say if somebody says oh they're just so spiritual that is not of a qualification i want you know what a qualification i would like they're biblical they share what the bible say they remind us what jesus has said look at a couple of quotes i just put up there for the fun of it god told me how many times have you heard a preacher or evangelist or something like that god told me to do this really how many th- hits did you take before he told you okay i ate a whole pepperoni pizza went to bed and god told me this in a dream you know what if it's not in god's word it's a bunch of hogwash If you're hearing voices, I got a fancy coat with a padded wagon to come pick you up. God's given us what we need. His word. Try the spirits. Uh, I have a message from God. Now, we do have a message from God. It's printed in that book that's sitting right over there. I don't have to be given a special message of God. You know how many cults in this world have been started because somebody was given a message from God? We have his word. Hold fast. Keep that which is committed to us. Amen? Okay? It might sound spiritual, but beware. I would much rather have somebody say, the Bible says, or remember what Jesus told us. Remember Paul's instruction. Remember what he said to Timothy? Base what we believe in the Word of God. And we'll be all right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to steal a little Dan Thunder. Okay, a couple of weeks away. I won't go far into it. But 2 Timothy... 2 Timothy, if I remember this passage right. Hang on a minute. This one's not written down. I'm shooting from the hip. 2 Timothy... Chapter Four. I charge thee, therefore, by the uh, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing, preach the word. Why, verse three, for a time will come when they will not insor- uh, uh, endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap unto themselves teachers, having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned to fables i'll let dan go ahead and fill in the blanks when he gets there we know we need to try the spirits we know we need to preach the word of god because there are people who will come in who will teach fables who will not stay with the truth of the word of god this book is alive but it doesn't mean it's changing It's his living word, but every portion is measured. Every single word is measured. One of the most diabolical doctrines out there is when somebody says the Bible contains the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Every word. Now does that mean we just read it, and again, I love you, if you have this thought, I don't mean to step on your toes i just want a bible that's easy to read my bible says study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of god everything that we know about this word of god is it is something that is given to us as a tool to use to make sure we are on point with his truth We're not supposed to default to the easiest. Because you know what? The world right now is preaching a lot of easy Christianity. Oh, I don't have to change my behavior. I don't have to do this. I can just know that God loves me and everything's just hunky-dory. Careful. Jesus warns us. All right. Last little bit. Jeremiah 23. Verse 16, and then we'll jump down because we didn't want to put the whole passage on the PowerPoint. Okay, thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophet that prophesied unto you. They make you vain. They speak visions of their own heart, not out of the mouth of God. Verse 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran, and I have not spoken unto them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Now, this is the part that I want to bring out that the Lord Jesus Christ, in the first verse we read from the context said, there will be wolves in sheep's clothing, ravenous wolves. How will you know them? Twice in the passage, he said, you will know them by their fruits you want to know if they're the people that you ought to listen to watch their evil doings versus their good doings keep going Ye shall know them by their fruits right we just read all that a tree that's a good tree doesn't bring forth evil fruit and an evil tree don't bring forth good fruit and if a tree is not bringing forth fruit at all it's hewn down and cast into the fire How do you know that somebody's life is a kind of person you want to listen to and the prophet is worth hearing? Number one, he's preaching the word. Number two, the fruit that is in their life is the fruit that God wants to see. What kind of fruit? Right behind me. Number one, we know fruit is leading somebody to the Lord, right? Okay, we talk about that all the time that bringing another person to the Lord Jesus Christ is fruit. Number two, um, the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? We talk about those, right? That those things ought to be present in a believer's life and ought to be getting better and better every day. I have the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Is it perfect? <laughs> Ask my wife. She'll tell you. No, I've got to work on it every day. But we should be growing, and that's the last two points. Number one, they should be invested in the growth of the church, and they should be invested in the, the uh, growth of other believers. And that's what I said a few minutes ago, and Dan will be there in a couple weeks in 2 Timothy, that we're passing the torch onto the next group. That you ought to be into the growth of other believers, you ought to be into the growth of the church. If you got somebody in, comes in the church, or somebody you know in your family, somebody who's on your phone or on your computer or on TV, and all they're doing is trying to make themselves look good and make themselves look rich, and they're not leading people to Christ, and they're not showing the fruit of the Spirit, and they're not invested in God's church, and they're not invested in the growth of other believers, then you ought to think twice about listening to them. I've seen too many times people come into a church and have a lot to say spiritually, but they're really not invested in God's work. All they want is somebody to pat them on the back about how smart they are. You just know so much Bible. Well, thank you, yes. I'm working on my doctorate at the moment. Last time I checked, there wasn't anybody in the Scripture who had a doctorate except Paul. All those poor fishermen and tax collectors and everything else, God did amazing work through them with not a whole lot of credentials. Because it's not the words that man's wisdom speaks. Jesus twice in this passage said, Judge them by their fruits, because you'll know them by their fruits. If they're living the kind of life that god's word describes and they're sharing god's word as the truth then they're worth listening to if not better look at them carefully that's why i love coming to our church folks i really do i love being around god's people i love the fact that we can open the word of god together and say isn't god's word awesome and not have to go what that fisher guy say this morning That's really weird. Never heard that doctrine before. We all can open God's word together and make sure we're following it because we don't want any wolves drifting in here. We're staying true to the word of God. All right, last little bit. Was that it? Oh, no. Just because someone sounds spiritual or prays a great prayer aloud or looks like a godly person, that doesn't mean they have the right fruit. Jesus says, check the fruit. You got good fruit? No fruit? Or evil fruit? It's a good judge. What kind of life are you and I living? Do we have the fruit that God is working in us? And are we sharing the word of God? So that's it. We're done. And again, I have to say, when Dan finished up Sunday school and said, be careful, because it's not necessarily a safe place inside the walls of this church. We keep it a safe place by filtering everything that we hear from this book. Amen. I love it. Look forward to hearing some more. We just sang the song, guys. Carry the sunlight where darkness is rife, making the sorrowing glad. So you and I just got some good preaching from Dan. I don't know how mine was, but um, we got some good encouragement, good fellowship. Go out and tell the folks that we see this week about the hope that we find in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, all morning I've been mentioning, because you've just got it vivid in my face today, What a privilege it is to have the word of God We don't need to make it up We don't need to come up with something. We don't need To lay out Truth it's already laid out clear as a bell for us. It is amazing And forget father you did it for a reason to protect us from doctrine that doesn't line up with what you have said Those verses we read this morning continually point us to words that you have spoken that's the key father i'm not a prophet there's not a prophet in this world anymore lord we have what we need and that is the word of god and lord if we're lining up our speech our words our messages with what your bible says we're all set And Father, I thank you that we don't have to be perfect because we would all flunk out of that. But we have your word, which is the final authority. And so Lord, help us as we stand guard, we hold fast. And Lord, then we take this word and speak it to those around us. Lord, we still have the amazing ability to go tell others about your truth. And so, Father, thank you. Lord, bless us this week. Thank you for the folks we bumped into already this morning here, fellowship, and that talked about sharing the truth of God with somebody. What a blessing. Lord, Till we get together next time, Father, keep us safe. Help us to see fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, love you. You're dismissed.